Welcome to Something Unoriginal. Uh, I'm your host, Bodie Glass, and uh, I'm here with my, my best boy here, Colby Barton. How are you doing today, man? Doing so good. How are you doing, Bodie? I'm doing great. Oh, you know. <laughs> you know I'm doing fantastic. Uh, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited just to talk to you, dude. Yeah. I that's really good to see you. That's so. the best part about this, man. Yeah. Free form, you could, you could, we could talk about whatever. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, we got the fire going for anybody at home. Again, uh, you know, signature of the podcast. Wish you could all join us here, but uh, you know, tune into the fire while while listening. You might hear a crackle or two as the time goes on. Um, but yeah, so uh, Colby, we kind of briefly mentioned certain things we want to talk about before this. You know, just to give a little bit of a little bit of a structure. Not too oh. bad, but. Have a, but, uh, have a plan, game plan. Yeah, a little bit of a game plan. Um, the Utah Jazz just announced that uh, they're bringing back the Delta Center. Let's go. How do you honestly, feel about that? Honestly, kind of excited. I like the Vivint Center. Vivint Center is way better than Energy Solution Center, or oh, yeah. whatever it was called, Arena. But Delta Center, still probably number one, you know. I just feel it's like it sounds so book. much better. Yeah, I agree. Because they've had to use like Arena... Like Vivint Arena. Yeah, it's Vivint Smart Home Arena. That's yeah. like five words, bro. Yeah. Delta Center. Delta. Two e- words, baby. Easy, bro. Oh, rules and Energy the Solutions Arena. That's just disgusting That's just too to long. say. Yeah. That just hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought Energy Solutions was like a, like a, a poop plant, like a oh yeah, like a waste management <laughs> yeah. plant. What even is it? I think it. I think what they did was like, um, like nuclear waste, but that doesn't sound right. Really. Yeah, that they would yeah. like go and dump nuclear waste. I, kn- I know I've looked it up before, but I can't remember what it is. Should we look it up now? Yeah. Find out know. what Energy Solutions actually does? Yeah, we gotta we gotta know it. Yeah, I don't I wish I had any idea. I feel like I've seen videos of like their I don't know, like their process of how they get rid of waste. Yeah, I saw I've they used to have commercials. Yeah, they, they did. They had energy solution commercials. Okay. Uh, Energy Solutions, headquartered in Salt Lake City, Utah, is one of the largest processors of low-level waste in America, making it one of the world's largest nuclear waste processors. Oh, nuclear waste. There we okay. go. I had no idea. Do we even have nuclear? We probably have nuclear power plants in Utah. I don't even know. I don't think we do. <laughs> what waste are they getting rid of? <laughs> what know. a stupid thing to... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why are they in Utah? <laughs> they just... Digging holes out in the middle of nowhere here in Utah, that's probably why. That is one thing I want to learn more about, though, actually, is, like, nuclear energy and, like, why we don't just always use it because it's, like, relatively dangerous, I guess, but I don't know. I don't think it's that dangerous, I've heard. From what, yeah, from what I've under, from what I understand about nuclear waste, it's actually really, really safe now. Yeah. But like, people are just scared of, what was it, like, Chernobyl? Chernobyl, or? yeah. It just sounds scary. It does, doesn't <laughs> but it? But that's why we got energy solutions, bro. They'll yeah. take care of us. They'll take care of all of it. Yeah. It's blowing up on their watch. Yeah, bro. We're not blowing up all of Salt Lake County. Plus, <laughs> they're not going to put it in Salt Lake. They'll put it like, you know, Tooele, maybe. Yeah. We don't need Tooele. So. Screw Tooele. You're listening in Tooele. Apologize, but we're going to send all our waste there. So. Yeah. You kind of live in a shithole, so it's okay. <laughs> exactly. No. Have you been watching much of the jazz, though? Here and there, yeah. How about you? Dude, I don't watch them because they're impossible to find on national TV. You have to watch them on like mm-hmm. rate, like crappy pirated sites. And mm-hmm. just like I don't know, it's annoying. Like I have YouTube TV purely so I can watch things like the Jazz, but literally no. I think literally no games are on national TV this year. Like, really? Oh yeah, they're all on AT and T Sportsnet. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I had to get Fubo for it. That's why the NFL is number one in it right now. In well, my opinion, but they do make it easier to watch. That's for sure. Yeah, playoffs start today. Really? Yeah. I I know so little about football. Will you give me the rundown? <laughs> What's going on with the with the NFL? Yeah, dude. Playoffs start today. Uh, well, wild card weekend it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how that works. Honestly, NFL playoffs have always confused me. Like I watch so much NFL. Like every Sunday, I'm watching almost every game, or like not every game, but like I watch a game almost all day. Mm-hmm. So like probably like five games on Sundays and then Damn. every other game on Thursday and Monday. But yeah, I don't know how the playoffs exactly work. But yeah, it's wild card weekend this weekend. I know the Niners play the Seahawks, I think, today. Mm. So that'll be good. Green Bay's out. It's probably <sighs> my f- favorite team. I don't know. It's all about the Packers, why. man. Yeah, I don't really have a favorite NFL team. I like cheering for the Packers simply because 
Have you ever watched Pat McAfee's show? Mm-mm. He does like a sports talk show, mm-hmm. kind of, on YouTube. I've heard of him. I know kind of who he is. Yeah, he has Aaron Rodgers on every Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Isn't it's it based like, out of Green Bay? No, they're in uh, Indiana, actually. Oh, Because he played for the Colts, Pat McAfee did. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah, he, they're all out there. But um, his co-host... Uh, AJ Hawk, he played for the Packers. Oh, I see. So he was kind of friends with Aaron, I think, and like got all that up. So sometimes I cheer for Green Bay just because of Aaron and AJ, but um, also I like the Dolphins. They play today as well, I think. No, they play tomorrow. They play the Bills tomorrow, I think. But Dolphins <laughs> the game is dope. happening at some yeah. point. Their coach is sweet. Their coach, like every time he does an interview, he's like seems like he's stoned out of his mind and really? he's just like the most unprofessional NFL head coach you'll ever see in your life. He's just like, you know, man, sometimes we just got to score more points than the other team. Like, that's kind of funny. Like, that's how we win. <laughs> Let's go. Go team. <laughs> like, straight up. That's what he acts like. And it's hilarious. But I don't know. I really like the NFL. I wish I could watch the NBA more, but mm-hmm. it's literally impossible. Dude, it is so hard. I still think the NBA playoffs are maybe the most hyped playoffs of all sports. Oh, yeah. Because, like, NBA playoffs are so sick. I mean, probably only falls behind what March Madness. What do you think? I don't know. I don't ever really watch March Madness, but I'm always, like, somewhat following it a little bit. You know what I mean? But that's just because I don't really care for college basketball. Yeah, I don't either, but I'll I'll get into the March Madness, especially, like, I don't know, BYU's in it or something. That makes sense. Would you consider yourself more a BYU or a Utah fan? Bro, I'm still a BYU fan at heart. Really? I really don't care for college sports almost at all anymore. But that. when I do, like, I went to, I've been to, like, two BYU basketball games this season, actually. I got free really? tickets twice, so I was like, sure, I'll go, whatever. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I want to be a Utah fan because they're way cooler and better in every way. But, like, <laughs> for some reason, deep down, I just have to stay You're BYU fan, and on I hate it, bro. It's, like, so dumb. I wish I could, like, I, I don't know. If I became a Utah fan, I feel like it would be fake. You know, I'd I'm have, I'd feel like I was a fake, like, oh, I'm just going to the winning team, you know? Yeah. I'm not even Mormon anymore, but like, I still have to cheer on BYU. I don't know why. I'm with just that. how I was raised. I don't it's because you're in Utah County, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Because you're in Utah County. Yeah, I don't know. What do you, I don't know. What is your favorite sports playoffs? I guess, what do they do in F1? Um, F1 doesn't really have a playoff. They, uh, um, it's just points all season. It's just points all season, yeah. That's so, lame. They need to fix that. They should. Uh, I know NASCAR kind of makes it a little bit interesting. They have like an actual playoff, and you can qualify. And then you yeah, know. dude, they'll get way more viewers if they just call something a playoff. They don't. Oh yeah. Even like I don't know, they're already blown up. I guess. Well, yeah, that Netflix series is really all they need right now. But I still need to watch that. Dude, it's really good. In fact, season is five. It's all about Max. No, Max is hardly in it actually. Good. So it originally started season one. Red Bull, Mercedes, and Ferrari all opted out of it. So the three best teams. Out of the season? Yeah, out of the first season of the show. Stupid. And so they were like, we don't don't want to be part of this Netflix series or whatever. And then it ended up, like, being really successful after the first season. And they were like, okay, Mm. you can... You can throw us in. We'll be in it for a little bit. Why didn't they want to? I'm just trying to think. Like, do they think they'd paint them in a bad light or would give away secrets or something? I think they were just uppity. Distraction. Yeah. Because they do something maybe similar to that in the nfl i haven't watched the netflix thing for f1 so i guess i don't know but they in the nfl they'll f- choose like two teams or one team actually mm-hmm. i've really watched it but i've heard a lot about it and they'll just like follow that team around and like be inside the locker rooms all season and it's kind of cool interesting i didn't know that yeah it's they called, have a netflix series oh yeah i might be getting it, it no it's not on netflix it's on maybe like an nfl network mm. thing i don't know it might be called hard knocks but it's kind of cool. Uh, it's a lot of teams think it's a curse. Like if you have them come in and watch it, then you're bound to lose. Or like a lot of them are worried it'll just be a distraction. You know, so like a lot of teams don't want to do it. But yeah, I don't know. I wonder if that's what Mercedes and was it Mercedes and Red Bull? Mercedes, and Red Bull, and Ferrari. I think. Ferrari. If I remember, they right, are the three most like uppity, prestigious. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were the three one. best teams, and I think they were just like, mm, we don't really yeah. need this. So, like, what did they do? Did they go into the teams and like film mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff? So, what, do you think they could have been worried it was like a distraction type thing? Maybe I don't know because they've done it since, and I think some drivers and some team owners or team principals don't really like it as much, but they still sign in for it. You know what mm-hmm. I, mean? I mean? Yeah. But like, for example, season one, pretty much most of the season was following like Daniel Ricardo 
and like his drive. So one season is of the show is a single season. Mm-hmm. So it is like they're following that season. Yeah, they follow the whole okay, season of the cool. of the. So yeah, this seasons will come out like when next summer or something. So part five, this la it which or season five of Drive to Survive. I think they announced February 25th is when it's coming out. Because the season's over, right? Yeah, season finished. Max won. Yeah, Max uh, Max Verstappen's the champion. Did it go Red Bull, Red Bull, one and two? Uh, they won the no, Red Bull. Constructors so, Cup or whatever? Yeah, they won Constructors and they won the Drivers' Championship, but the second place in the Drivers' champion, Championship actually went to Charlotte Leclerc. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Who did he race for again? Ferrari. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mercedes kind of struggled this year, man. It was bad. Yeah, Mercedes. Well, every race. Well, the, actually, the one race I watched on your birthday, mm-hmm. or like for your birthday, that um, Mercedes did pretty good. They did, man. They almost took first. That Austin race was a good race. Weren't was they like two and three or something like that? Yeah. Something like, or two and four. Like, but they definitely um, went down to like three laps left, and um, Hamilton was in first. And then the other oh, guy just had yeah. better tires, I think, and beat him. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Max beat him. Yeah, Max for stepping. Dude, I would watch more F one if it wasn't at two in the morning all the time. I'm. I totally <laughs> get it though. I really do. And I just can't watch recorded stuff like I've mentioned. Yeah. What is that? What uh? You want to elaborate on that? Let people know what it is that. Uh, I just don't like watching recorded games of any sorts. Like anything that has like the exciting part is the outcome. Like, I can't watch something that's recorded or else I'll just, like, look up the score. I can't stop myself. Mm. I'll just look up the score who won and then be like, well, there's no reason to watch this game. Let's yeah. go do something else. But, like, if it's happening in real time, it feels like, not that I can make a difference in any sort of the way, obviously, but, like, it feels like I'm actually part of the race mm. or part of the game. So, like, just makes it way more interesting. Like, truly anything can happen. Whereas if it's already happened and it's recorded... Like, still watching the game, anything could happen, kind of. I'm with but that. it's already happened. So it's like, not anything can happen because there's already a. I don't know. There already was an outcome that was destined, but I don't know. It's, it's funny you say that, too, because I remember, like, out of all the races of the year, most of the time I'll watch them, like, an hour after they start. So they're still going on by the time right. I start them, but they're done by the time I finish. That's fine. Really? Wait. That's fine. Oh, no. Yeah. No, never mind. Not for F1. But, like, I thought you were well, like saying. anything else, right? Well, like for football games, if I'll still skip to live, but my dad loves like starting late just so he can skip commercials. It's not a bad idea. It kind of drives me crazy, but it's better than just watching a fully recorded. Yeah, one, you know that's true. That makes sense. Mind. But yeah, no, I can't do that. But uh, I remember the Austrian Grand Prix. Like, I had looked up the result prior to it and knew that charlotte Leclerc was gonna win mm. and then the entire race like the last 15 laps it was like super up in the air so i'm watching it like recorded live and right. having them be like is he gonna pull it off is he <laughs> is he gonna do it he's having a throttle problem like what's going on and then knowing like in the back of my head that he is but still kind of feeling that anxiety of like he might not do it so do you feel like it was just as good um as if you didn't no, know I would the have outcome rather, i would have pr- r- probably rather not known yeah exactly yeah, that's for the sure. whole thing it's like I don't know. It's just better to not record it. And like, I don't know if I'm wasting my time watching a two hour sports event, like I want to get the most out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, and if I can't, then I'm just like, I'll go waste my time doing something else. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know. Well, with jazz games, I'm the same way. Like I'll yeah. just get the score because I am signed up for alerts Yeah, and I have them all recorded, but I will never go back and watch them. Yeah. No, Cause never. I, because we use Fubo or whatever to watch jazz games, so we can see them all. Right, I have them all recorded. Not happening. Yeah, not going and back. say that like the team loses by twenty. It's like, yeah, who in the world is going to watch a recording where you know back. they lost by twenty? Yeah, like that's the worst idea ever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going back. Plus, so. nine times out of ten, I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I'll go back and watch that game, and then like twenty minutes later, we'll be like, well, I already know the outcome. Yeah, I'm not gonna, no, exactly. They they beat Orlando by four or something like that. You know, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what. That's like where my mind is at on why I just have given up on watching any recorded because I know it just will be less exciting for me. So it's like why even get started? Yeah, for sure. So F one. I feel like doing races in the U S. and you'll get one more viewer. I promise. We're getting one more this year, man. Yep. We're getting the Vegas Grand Prix. Oh yeah, true. Mm -hmm. Have you got tickets to that, dude? Are you still on the wait list? I was on possible. Well, I was on the wait list. Then they released the tickets. Um. I signed on that day, like five minutes after they released the tickets to get some. 
they were like 2500 bucks yeah for one ticket i was yeah, like no. let's just buy a hotel room on the strip let's do it. watch out the window why not let's do it yeah they can't stop us or or we just go to the mexico city grand prix Ooh, that could actually be cool do you want to come mexico city. the problem with mexico city is like hours away from any beach right um yeah super far mexico city. but it's a huge city there's so much I'm trying to, to remember there. if that's the place me and darby had tickets to go to once or not i don't know hmm. but if you were gonna go to mexico one time well we did go to mexico but we ended up well we had tickets to mexico for our was it for our honeymoon? No, it was for something else. Oh, but we still had to cancel it because of COVID. Oh, no. We woke up the morning of to go oh. to Mexico, and Darby couldn't find her passport. Oh. So we were like, shoot, well, we don't want to be out all this money. And so we just blamed it on COVID and got a full refund. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> Worked out well. But then we ended up going to some other place in Mexico, that La Steca Pornicina. What? <laughs> i don't even know if i said that right you the, may have. i've said it right like twice ever and darby has to tell me if i say it right but when i do i get so happy so i'll have her listen to this and she'll have to tell me if i said it right or not <laughs> it's either lusteca portesina or wasteca portes something like that i have no idea but literally there's not another white person the whole time we saw like we didn't see a, one other white person besides okay i lied we saw one german couple German couple. Yeah, they were just like hitchhiking around the world. That is so it was cool. crazy. Yeah, but like, yeah, no one spoke English. It was like a place where a lot of Mexicans will go to vacation. But it was awesome. Like the coolest waterfalls I've ever been to. Yeah. Dang, that's Insane. interesting. Have you? How many other countries have you been to? You've been oh, to Canada, right? Been to Canada. Been to Honduras. Really? On a cruise. Ooh. Cruises are like cheat codes for visiting they other really countries, are. bro. You almost feel like it doesn't count, though. You know yeah, I, mean? <laughs> I was there for one day, bro. But it was crazy. I just remember, like, I was maybe a junior in high school, maybe mm-hmm. sophomore. But I just remember them saying, like, because Honduras is the most dangerous country in the world, I think. Like, Really? Yeah, like, they just kill each other out there. <laughs> it's crazy. So we were going, I think we were kind of nervous, but it was a lot of fun. I don't remember exactly what we did there. but Dude, Honduras is weird. Yeah. Every, every Honduran I've ever met is either really, really prideful or one of the most chill people I've ever met in my entire life. Mm. And there's no in between. Mm. Yeah, no, I I worked with a hun- guy from Honduras. Really? His name was Hector. He was chill. He was was cool. he the one at BMW? Nah, he was out in Solar City with me. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm thinking of, was his name Caesar? That you mm. worked at BMW oh. with? Oh, like the guy that did detailing? Yeah. Bro, I don't even remember his name. I think it was Cesar. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember Logan saying Cesar all the time. So it was either Cesar or Cesar. But yeah, I remember him. And then there was Mario. Okay. And who I was closer with. And there was he was a, how many of you guys worked at BMW? I remember that being like a huge Chase. deal. Um, just me and Logan, honestly. Oh, really? Out of like our close friend group. Yeah. But yeah, BMW was a good time. And then I went and worked great old sprint with you oh yeah that was fun that was a good job Shouts out to Corey and trace miss those guys trace messaged me the other day really yeah bro and i can't remember what he said i think he just made fun of me for something but <laughs> it's like the first time i've talked to him in like four years yeah, yeah i haven't seen trace in years he's just railing on you yeah but we should uh get together and do like a quadruple date night with Corey and trace let's and do it man what was the girl we worked with name <sighs> Was she the one that sold, like, Cutco knives and stuff? I don't know. <laughs> I just remember she got fired the day I got fired. Oh. Was it Clarissa? Was Dude, that sounds right. I think that was it. That sounds right. She was kind of a weirdo. What's your favorite job you've had? Oh, man. That's a good question. I feel like my favorite company I've ever worked for was Fidelity. Mm. They were the best. But I was not fit for that job. I just... I couldn't be on the phones. It was too anxiety-inducing and didn't want that. But Being on phones is tough. Yeah. I feel like I can take phone calls and stuff. Like, that's not the huge deal. It's, like, dealing with people's retirement accounts and stuff. <laughs> that and like, is stressful. And having them, like, breathing down your neck figuratively, you know? Yeah. Being like, what's uh, what's going on with my Roth? And you're like, I don't know. You made bad investments. And they're like, no, I didn't. You made the bad investments for me. You're like, nope. No. <laughs> you made these investments. Like, stuff like that. I don't yeah. know. Just... No, that's tough. It was hard, but... The stock market's kind of in the poop hole right now, dude. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Time to buy. 
Yeah, no, straight up, it really is. Uh, I feel yeah. like whenever it's time to buy, I never have money. And then when it's, like, at all-time highs, it's always like, I oh, dude, I got, like, 2K. I could just drop on any right. stock right now. That's, and then when it's low, it's like, hmm, this is suspicious. I have no money right now. Why? That's exactly uh, how it is for me, too. Yeah, it's like I want to buy right now because everything's tanked. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. No money, more problems. Yeah, dude. I don't I feel like the whole financial world is, like, such a hard thing to predict i feel like everyone's always like oh you gotta invest in this you gotta invest in that and mm-hmm. like i do think investing overall obviously has good trends but i don't think anybody knows what they're talking about even the pros dude i really don't i don't know i think people just get lucky <laughs> no <laughs> like, yeah straight up. no i'm with that for sure i think the only people that can that know are the people that control it yeah that are you know in the mean? company yeah or even or even the people that like or are you saying like the government with the interest rates and stuff well, I'm talking like people with huge amounts of money that when they buy the stock, the shares drop drastically and then the value of the shares go up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because that's all it yeah. is, right? There's more shares, the yeah, value's but is down. Is any one person selling that much? No, but like hedge yeah. funds. True. And stuff like that where they're buying like copious amounts. Happen. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's weird, man. The market's cool, but it's uh, there's a lot of variables that you cannot count on. Yeah, dude. I don't I don't know what the best like strat for making money off the stock market is. Like I've lost so much this year. It's like I mean, and it'll probably just come back. Like I'm not worried about it. I haven't sold anything, which also I don't know if it's a bad idea. So it's like I don't know. It's whatever. Mm. It's just hard to tell and if you're not like in the financial market, I feel like it is kind of just like blindly throwing darts. Oh yeah. Choosing how risky you want your dart throw to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do I want this to be a $10,000 dart? Or yeah. a $2 dart, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's like, do I want to throw it at this really big board that doesn't give me that much money? Like, just buy, like, in the um, Fortune 500 kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Like, it's not going to be that risky. You'll probably make a couple bucks. Or do I want to, like, get really risky with it? I don't know. It really is just gambling. I don't know. Yeah, it's gambling with more steps. Yeah. I guess not even more steps. It's just, it's yeah, it's just gambling. It's just gambling. Yeah, it's literally so easy, to You just log in, like, your Robin Hood. Boom. 2K. Let's bet on this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. Dude, yeah. Are you going to have Austin on, speaking of gambling? Dude, I reached out to him. I've talked to him a bunch about it. I referenced it in one of the episodes, saying you'll probably hear him in the next episode, but he hasn't. We we keep bailing on each other somehow. Oh, Austin, but, um, get your ass on to this conversation. I feel yeah. like he'd actually be so cool to talk to about all the gambling he does for those have you talked much about him like your um, listeners know who he is i've mentioned him before um in one of the episodes where i had kind of brought up i think it was drake's episode i brought up that like he was in the world series of poker and made it to the top 40 in his very first round yeah. or whatever <laughs> insane that's so crazy yeah yeah dude full-time pro dude yeah wow. i don't know that's how he cool. did it I don't know how he made it to the to full-time pro so quickly. Yeah. But knowing Austin, like, again, we talked about it in Drake's episode. Knowing Austin, he just devotes all his time and energy into that one thing. Yeah. No, I mean, he definitely can get his, like, get addicted to different things. And right now it's poker and he's crushing it. So. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Then maybe he'll keep up with it for a really long time. I kind of hope yeah, he does. Yeah, no, he might. Like, well, yeah. He, I don't see it going anywhere soon, at least. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'd, I don't know. It would be interesting. He he could play poker till he was, like, 60. Who knows? He can, he'd, he'd be good with it, too. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking of poker, though, you guys do poker nights on Sundays. Every Sunday. Come yeah. play poker with us. Let's do it. I need to get over yeah. there for sure. But um, definitely should. But uh, how did this start? Um, do you remember it all? Started at Will's house, the trap house. Really? They used to play poker over there, and I didn't ever play with them. <laughs> and then they all moved, and I might have hosted poker once before they moved. I don't know. But then me and Austin one day were like, let's just make a poker table. So we made a poker table in a couple hours. <laughs> made the most like budget poker table of all time. Yeah, it's a piece of crap, but it's fun to play on. And it it's, works. It's way better than like a normal table. Playing poker on a normal table is like terrible, but yeah, I don't know. What makes it terrible? Because I'd known absolutely nothing about poker. So. so like if you put cards on felt, mm-hmm. like that has a little bit of padding. It's way easier to pick up. Like, imagine putting cards on this. It's hard to pick up all the time. You can't just, like, put your finger under it. But since there's a little bit of soft padding on felt, and, like, underneath there's some padding, too. Like, we put just, like, another piece of fabric. You can put your finger under the cards better. 
Interesting. And also it makes shuffling your chips easier just because you can press down into the um, felt and it will push the other side up just the way like physics works. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, if you push down on one side of the chip, the other side's going to come up. So mm-hmm. it's like, and you can't do that on a table unless you really push on the edge. Like, I don't know. Just makes it easier to deal with the cards and with the chips. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, smart people. Yeah. Smart man for building a table. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I want to build a really nice one and I know, I think Will really wants to build one. Mm-hmm and somebody else did but yeah we might do like a building day in the summer and build a bunch of nicer ones because yeah being awesome we had like three hours to make one because we set invited everyone over for poker like shoot we need to make a poker table real quick so yeah we just made that one originally had purple felt but now it has black because my dogs ruined it but dude i remember didn't you get the purple felt from somewhere like super weird no just from like a craft store. Oh, really? Yeah. I felt like I remember you getting it from some random, like, almost like your neighbor was throwing it out or something, <laughs> but maybe I was I wrong. I wouldn't be surprised, but no, yeah, it was just from a craft store. All of it was. And then Home Depot for the lumber. Okay. Yeah. And then the the outside, uh, the outer edge of it, it's like some crazy rainbow thing, but that's also from the craft store. I saw that, like the shiny pearlescent yeah. edge to the, yeah, that's pretty cool. Dang, man. Also, the other thing I wanted to bring up, I, so at my job, I have a coworker uh, who calls me pants because he says I always have the coolest pants. Mm. But I to- I've told him before, I shy in comparison to the amount of cool pairs of pants that you have. Dude, I have and no currently cool you are wearing some of the coolest pairs of pants <laughs> I've ever seen. These are some nice pants, but I'm usually just wearing shorts nowadays, I feel like. But really? I did used to wear a lot of cool pairs Dude, of pants. That's a good pants. point. You yeah. have inspired me to wear nice pants and cool <laughs> pants. That's why Dude, I have pants. That's so funny because nowadays, like, I cannot be asked. Like, this is the most I've dressed up in, like, two months, bro. Like, really? I just wear shorts every day in a hoodie. Like, I don't know. I just wear what's comfortable now. And, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I do want more good pants, though. Like, Preston yeah. and Logan, they have some cool pants like the brand cool and those things are nice oh like, they're called cool pants yeah the brand oh. is cool um they're like an outdoor adventure brand mm-hmm. i have a cool belt but <laughs> <laughs> i love that that's the name yeah it's kind of funny um but yeah I, I just haven't been shopping much really like i used to go to di and always look for stuff or like mm-hmm. but i just haven't been so like i I do need just better pants because my current pants i have besides like these and a couple others like i just don't like that much so i've mainly just been rocking shorts but that's funny he calls you pants that's awesome yeah well like walk in with like fjall raven pants on and be like Mm. again doing it again man you're always wearing pants (laughs) dude that's awesome it's hilarious Uh, yeah i got the fjall ravens on right now i was gonna say they look like some nice fjall ravens yeah but they're like tights did you know john morris Uh uh-huh he worked at fjall raven he did oh yeah you knew that and then um he had these pants on and sold me on them that's really? Yeah. Dang man. But I like them. They're comfy. It's and a lifetime warranty. Durable. Man. Dude, that's my favorite is comfy and durable. Mm-hmm. Like at this point in my life, I'm fine spending a lot of money on things that are durable. Like um, like a bunch of tools or like whatever I'm buying, I'm fine to buy like the nicer thing if I know it's going to last like my whole life. Yeah. like I feel like we're still young. So it's like why not invest in nice things that are going to last our whole lives? Like these pair of pants are probably gonna last me ten years. Like, oh yeah, as long as I don't gain too much weight. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm with that. Yeah, yeah, know. dude. No, that's true. I feel the same way. Like, I want to have stuff that I bought before my kids were born, and then by the time yeah. they're adults, they can be like, "Dad, you've had those for way too long." You'd be like, "Yeah, they still work." Yeah, no, it's they're great. Yeah. Do you, do you like do you collect anything? Um, maybe Nintendo games. Yeah, you, as you can see, there's quite a few Switch games. Dude, that's sick. I, dude, I. What is your thoughts, actually, before we go into collecting, Yeah, on hard copies of games and, like, software version? That's a good question. Um, I So, with the Xbox specifically, I'm only digital. Like, I have a physical copy of Elden Ring and a physical copy of Cyberpunk because they were on sale. But outside of that, like, it's all digital. Mm. But when it comes to, like, the Switch, for some reason, I feel like because it's a nintendo console i have to have the physical copies no it's i a, have to have a collection it's a real thing like collecting yeah. nintendo games is very real and like i hate it because every time i go to pick a game that i have a hard copy version of i'm like oh i have to go like yes get it out put it in and it's just annoying where digital is way more like just easy but like the hard copies of nintendo is just like i don't know it, it really is a collection like, yeah it's cool 
You like almost have to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's something about it that you just, I don't know. I feel like you need to. Yeah. The, the, um, the Xbox two though, because they're all digital, I find myself playing the Xbox more now. Yeah. Even though like I've gotten a couple really cool switch games recently. I just have been playing. Xbox. What games have you got? Um, I bought the new Pokemon. No. Um, I bought Metroid Dread. Mm. That have one, you played it? I've played a little bit of it. Like what maybe I'm like five hours in. I need to That's play more because it is fun. Really? Yeah. I, I bought it and I played it and it wasn't for me, but every other person I've ever talked to about that game loves it. So I don't know. It is so hard. I feel like I kept just like doing the same thing over and over again. So I was like, or getting lost. I hate when I get lost yeah. in a video game. And Dread, I got lost a couple times, and it's just, like, frustrating. I hate, like, having to find my way around a map. Oh, yeah. Um, and it happened to me in Celeste yesterday, and I pointed out to Darby. I was like, man, I hate getting lost in video games. It's so annoying. It <laughs> like, sucks. Yeah. I happened, yeah. It happened to me playing No Man's Sky the other day. And so, like, I got lost in a cave. What's No Man's Sky? No Man's Sky is kind of like, it's that procedurally generated game where you can, like, fly through space and, like, find planets and then, like colonize the planet essentially it's all like so everyone's game's differently mm-hmm. or everyone's game is different that's really interesting it's kind of i think it's online though too so like it's procedurally generated online is it you play it on xbox uh-huh interesting i think they have it on the switch now too so multi are you fighting are you playing with other people online um i know you can or is it only see other world? people online but i don't know if there's actually other people online because so, when you fly to a planet, it'll tell you who discovered it. So pr- by procedurally generated, how does that work Like in-game? So you could fly... there. I think somebody has been flying in the game for like 10 years, and it just keeps going. Wait, actually 10 years? Like, like the game's been legitimately, the game's years? been running for 10 years. Holy cow. There's a YouTube video on it you should look up. Dang, that's awesome. I can't believe there... That's so much data. Yeah. Like, how are they able to do that? If, especially if it's an online multiplayer game. Like, they're storing all that on their server somewhere. Oh, yeah. So, that's so much data. That's crazy. Yeah, I've got no idea how they do it. It's a cool game, and I really like the concept. I can't get into it. It's too, like, obscure for me for some reason. And I've heard really good things about it, so I wanted to give it a try. But Yeah, that sounds awesome. What's it called? No Man's Sky? No Man's Sky, yeah. Maybe you've told me about it. I'd be surprised if I did. I don't. I kind of played it one night, got like five again, like five hours into it, and then just kind of gave up. I think I started at like eight p.m., finished at like two or something, and was just done. Just didn't didn't pick it back up. Interesting. Well, I was stuck in a cave for two hours that I couldn't get out of. (laughs) Yeah, and so I I was walking around like trying to figure out anything. Yeah, no, I hate when that happens. Get stuck in games is the worst, and I think that's why I haven't gone back to Metroid Dread. Is because you'll like. You, there's yeah. no point of reference. You've no. Yeah. You don't know where you're you at. Sometimes you feel like you've ran the whole level like twice or three times or four times, and you still don't know what to do or where to go. And you're like, okay, I give up. Yeah, <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do like, now? Yeah, I don't know. And then randomly you'll go through some door that you missed like four times. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like was in the. Back. It looked like it was a part of the background or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I can go from that. Yeah, I feel that. The very, very beginning of the game, there's a part where you have to, like, in the tutorial, where you have to, like, crouch down and shoot the wall. Oh, yeah. And I got stuck on that. <laughs> Literally yeah. for my first hour of the game. And then just, I had to look it up and was like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. Yeah. You've gotta be. No, I, it's, so it's just so simple. And, like, I think a game that, like, for that example, like, games that can put you in new situations mm-hmm. or, like, have to solve a new puzzle... But, like, it's super self-explanatory. Or, like, some of my favorites, like, uh, in Celeste yesterday, there's a similar mechanic. You have to crouch and then dash. Mm. But I'm, like, five levels in. I haven't beat the game, but I think there's only, like, eight. Oh. And so I'm, like, probably five out of eight in. And um, there's all of a sudden this, like, really small area tunnel that you have to, like, go through. You can tell you have to go through it. But, like, the game has never brought up anything about this kind of thing before. And it's, like, just a weird movement mechanic. And then all of a sudden, like, five levels in, it teaches me that I have to crouch dash. Like, it was obvious what I had to do, but it didn't tell me. And it was, like, blew my mind that it took so long for, like, such a simple mechanic for them to bring it up in the game. But I thought it was cool. I don't know. 
That's really interesting. I feel like, yeah, they do a really good job of that kind of stuff in Celeste. But I did get lost once, so, you know. Maybe so you still hate perfect. the game? I don't hate it. I actually <laughs> still kidding. really like it. I figured out where to go after, like, I get really impatient. It was only, like, two minutes. But really? Yeah. You're like, know. where the hell am I? Yeah. And then just... Exactly. Okay, okay. I'll have to try it, because, again, I downloaded it. I have it. It's a lot, I've never like, touched it. Dread in the fact for... It's just a platformer. It's a really mm. cool platformer. I've heard it's kind of hard. Is that true? Yeah, but it's it's hard, but in a not so frustrating way. Mm-hmm. It's like hard, but in a fun way. Like everything's possible. It's a lot of problem solving as well. Like how can I beat this puzzle to make it not hard? Because if you really like sit down and come up with a strategy to beat each individual screen or whatever, then like you can come up with a way that's not that technically difficult to beat. So. I think that's some good game design. I don't know. I think game design's an interesting concept. I took a programming, game programming class and learned about game design. I think it's fun. I like being able to like think about that as I play games. Like, what could they have designed differently that would have made this better for users? I don't know. Do you feel like you know enough about that? Because obviously you're a programmer. You're a developer for Digicert. Yes. What do you you develop something completely different than games? Obviously, yeah, completely different. Do you still feel like, as a developer, when you're playing games, you'll find little things that you're like, "Oh, I would have done that differently." Oh yeah, really, definitely, definitely. Even yeah, from I don't know if it's necessarily because of my programming background or not, but mainly just like from a game design perspective or like design perspective. And I feel like I'm really bad at design when it comes to like making things look pretty mm. when it comes to like mechanical um ways to accomplish things i feel like maybe i'm not good at it but it's something i enjoy doing mm-hmm. is just like thinking and problem solving about how they could do it better and um how i how i might have done it um or differently in general mm-hmm. and same with like any program i use like any software i think it's a lot of fun when i use it like why like come up with the most the best ideas i can to make the software better i think it's a fun exercise and like allows me to problem solve in whatever i'm doing whether it's using different twitter features or using different like um even mechanical features like i don't know i i think that just some of my favorite things to do in life in general just like whatever i'm doing thinking of the design around it and how it can be improved it's fun i don't know you're very analytical with that kind of stuff so yeah yeah and I think that's why I love programming because like so much of programming is like a lot of people think you have to (laughs) I don't know it's interesting a lot of people think like the hard part of programming is writing the code Mm -hmm. like just like typing but it's like no like if you think about it like a book like um, the hard part of a book isn't knowing how to write the words and put Mm -hmm. a period in a specific spot it's it's making the book interesting and making the book work and um, in that way and I think that's what a lot of programming is and like uh, we were talking about chat GPT or open AI mm-hmm. before and um, Dryden is currently building a landing page with it um, or some sort of web page with it and like that's what I was talking to him about I was like chat GPT could be awesome because the hard part of programming honestly or the human part is coming up with a way to make everything work together or to design it in a efficient way like that and so you can use ChatGPT, be like, hey, build me a website that does this. And it will write all the code for you. So if you don't know how to speak the language of code, you don't have to. You just have to be a designer. And OpenAI can just write all the code for you. You can just tell yeah. it what to do. And you don't have to know the syntax. You don't have to know where the semicolon goes or the parentheses or how to talk to a computer at all. You just have to know how to design something that works in architecture or like build the architecture around it. So I don't know. So how does that look, though, like on the chat GPT thing, like when you're getting into um, like when you want when you're telling it to write an application or a Chrome extension or whatever it may be, like what essentially are you telling it to do? Because like for me, all I've experienced with chat GPT is just like asking it a question and then having it like respond with a super intelligent answer. Yeah, no, it will. It will write full full programs for you i had i experienced some bugs with it when i was playing with it where it would just like stop writing code after like 100 lines or something Mm. which in programming 100 lines is like nothing it's not enough to accomplish almost anything Mm. besides basic things like you can't build any large-scale application with more less than 100 
I don't know. Digicert has millions and millions and millions of lines of code. Yeah, for sure. I actually don't know exactly how many, but there's a lot. Maybe just a couple million. But um, yeah, so it it will write. Like I would, the prompts I would give ChatGPT was like, write me a chess game, like write me a program chess game in Python, and it would build it. Or write me a program that does tic tac toe in C sharp. Or and in Dryden's case, I assume he's saying write me a web page that or build me a web page that has this title this body um, this interactive link this 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 and i think you can give it all those specifications and it will literally write the html for all that stuff no way so it's like really cool and then he can obviously go in and like code is really easy to read honestly so he'll be able to see what the open ai writes and then he can make quick tweaks to it. Like I think anyone could see an HTML page, and if they really sat down and studied it, like they'd say, "Oh, this is a header. And this is the words. Oh, the words correlate with these words that are on the web page. So mm-hmm. I can change this. That will change that." And it, it's really easy to do that kind of stuff. So I think it would be helpful for somebody that hasn't programmed at all. And I I think it would be interesting to. There's a couple times I had to ask questions in college on Stack Overflow for things I couldn't figure out myself. And I kind of want to go back and look at my Stack Overflow account. On it's kind of like um, a Reddit of sorts for programmers. Yeah, yeah. And um, isn't it kind of like GitHub? Isn't GitHub similar to that? Um, GitHub's where you like upload your code specifically. Mm, okay. Uh, Stack Overflow is more for questions specific. So oh, it's, gotcha. It's kind of like um wiki answers or a reddit type mm-hmm. style where you like you can ask something and people will respond um anyways i kind of want to go look at all like the i think i only had like three or four questions in college on stack overflow but it'd be cool to see if like chat open ai could go solve those problems i had and i bet it would be so helpful for college students like oh yeah it could have wrote a lot of what i did in college for sure so yeah it'll be interesting and i don't necessarily think it's a bad thing because like i said i think the hard part of programming isn't the writing of the code necessarily it's problem solving on what you need to write and Mm -hmm. what you need to accomplish really and like um what you want your end product to be and how it interact with users so yeah for sure so for for the listeners that wouldn't know what open ai is or chat gpt because we i'd realize now that we probably are talking gibberish to people that have no idea but (laughs) um if not if you hadn't listened to the last episode where we kind of go in depth on what it is too um it's just like this chat AI essentially that you can ask a bunch of questions to or like carry on conversations or whatever, but it'll, it, the capabilities of it are like really interesting. Like, yeah, like we, like we talked about, you can write code with it. I asked it a bunch of different weird questions and it would give you like lists of things. And then you can like say, okay, on this point, will you elaborate further? And then it'll like give you more info. It's really cool. Apparently a lot of like high school and college students are like using it to write essays on things. Oh dude, I had it write and like random essays or like I was just playing with it, seeing how far I could take it and I'd have it write like poems or like different essays or types of things. I'd be like, write a poem a love poem about Sundance Resort and like it would take the context and like fully write a poem about like skiing and like how you went and like to the lodge and like all stuff it's like dang like that's so cool it's really impressive and or like it could do like i had it write documentation for different api endpoints that like i'm working on i don't actually write documentation i was just saying like oh i'm working on this endpoint in my job i wonder if i did have to write the documentation if it could do something as niche as like uh, SSL certificate documentation for APIs and mm-hmm. crushed it. Really? Like, there was, it didn't write perfect. Like I would have had to make some word changes, but it wrote like pretty good documentation. It was impressive. So I mean, it's still got to be proofread, but it's you know, exactly that's yeah. so cool. And I don't think it's necessarily super helpful for professionals. Like I can't see or professional programmers. I can't see many instances in my job where I could use it. Mm-hmm. Besides, maybe like optimizing some code. Um, because like I said, the hard part of coding is actually the problem solving side of it and not the writing down of code. Like mm-hmm. it's coming up what, with what the problem is. Once you figure out what the problem is, the solution in programming is usually easy. And so like, I don't think I could use it a lot, but I think in school and stuff, it would be a huge help. I don't know. Well, I've heard too, though, like if you have a bug, you can enter in your lines of code and it'll tell you where the bug is. Yeah. Um, is it but- good with that? Have you tried it? Yes, I haven't tried it. I've seen examples of it, mm-hmm. but in a professional 
setting, like once I know what section of the code it is. Mm. So by the time I was copying and pasting the code into OpenAI to have it tell me what the problem is, first of all, there's hundreds of thousands or if not millions of lines in DigiCert's database or different large scale companies data or code bases. Um, So like it wouldn't be able to take the, the... context of what you're giving it probably very well mm-hmm. like even if it did once i find where the bug is or the, what section of the code i think the bug is finding the bug is the easiest part like it's finding like where in the code it might be that's the hard part mm-hmm. and once you find where in the code a bug is like it's very rare you can't quickly tell what's wrong you know yeah but it would sure. also be at a professional or at a um industrial maybe not industrial but at a large scale level it'd be hard to give open ai enough context to really solve major issues that you have so. do you think that'll change with gpt4 i think it'll be built into github oh really or different things like that and there already are things kind of like that like every time i post my code to github it's read over by things that tell me what bugs it may have already mm. so that's already been a thing for a long time but um yeah Dang, that's super yeah, interesting. So I think it would just be built into GitHub, um, or GitHub would improve what they do, or, or different. Um, there's a lot of different softwares that kind of already do that, but I do think it could get way, way better with better AI. So for sure, be interesting. Does GitHub have its own AI that it works with, um, or is it just like kind of it flags during certain like rules that are put up? I haven't used GitHub. It's like relatively new. I know some of my coworkers. I've used GitHub's new features that kind of do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I haven't played with it enough to really know. Because, like, just don't write bugs. No, I'm just kidding. Just don't write bugs. I just write perfect code yeah. every time. Exactly. Nah. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't played with it a ton. But, yeah, I think OpenAI or AI in general is just really interesting. Yeah. Is that something you kind of want to get more into as time goes on? Or do you want to stick with what oh, you're doing? Dude, I don't know. My original goal going into college was to... Um, start an automated automation business where I'd like consulting business where I'd go into different companies and say, Hey, look, these are all the things that we can automate for you or make better or where we can link you to softwares that already do this kind of stuff, but way better for you mm-hmm. or build custom software would really be the ideal goal. But, um, I don't really know if I want to do that anymore. So that starting a business just sounds like pretty stressful. Mm-hmm. And if I ever get to a point in my life where I feel like I want to make a lot of money, I know I'm capable of it. No, that, like I could go work my butt off and start a company and stuff, but I don't know. I'm kind of just really comfortable where I'm at right now. So that's perfectly fine. But yeah, I don't know. I'll probably be a digital for a little while. Um, but after that, I don't know. I don't see myself starting a business soon. And I don't know, maybe if I went and left digital, I'd look for companies that already do that kind of stuff and just be a developer there. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. So you'll stick around. You like development enough, though, that you'll be sticking around with that for a long time. Yeah, I just like, I like all the problem solving that development provides and how shielded I get from the sales side of things. Mm -hmm. So like, I I think I'm good at sales, but I don't enjoy it Mm -hmm. always. I don't know. There's some areas where I think I could, but as a programmer, I just get to problem solve all day. And like, yeah. like I don't have to worry about customers. And if I, you have good bosses that just trust you're doing your work and are on your side and backing you up and things like that. And like taking the fire for you from the executives who are like, we need this new feature. No, 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 no. Like it's super chill. And it's just a lot of fun. Like I'm able to just like, yeah, problem solving is my favorite part of what I do. When I have to do tedious tasks, I don't love that side of development, mm-hmm. but yeah, I love the, the problem solving. You're like, my favorite thing is when we have urgent bugs or we break Microsoft or something like that. Not for the fact of breaking Microsoft, but I find a lot of fun in the, the thrill of quickly having to fix everything. Like the world is on fire, like come up with a solution to this problem really fast. And that's a lot of fun for me. So I don't know. That's my favorite part of being a developer. The day to day is kind of fun. Designing new architectural systems or new APIs is kind of fun. Um, don't mind writing code it's a lot of fun as well so yeah i really like what i do that's dope definitely wouldn't hate it but i could see things i would like more like maybe starting a business one day but mm-hmm. i don't know that makes sense well, i know your parents were really into that too like your dad's always on something right it's like starting businesses yeah starting a business yeah he uh just sold his business but 
I think that was like really his only business he ever did. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, or he didn't sell it, but he just like kind of stopped doing it, handed it off to my brother. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. None of my brother, Kyle, he has like in his Airbnb business and Tyler's pretty entrepreneurial. Entrepreneurial. That's the word. I got you. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't Interesting. Know. But I feel like, I don't know. We'll see if I ever start a business. I don't really care. have huge desires to right now and I don't have huge desires not to. Mm-hmm. So I'm know. with that. I'm with that. Yeah. Well, if any of my friends are super capable of doing it, but also have no interest, it's you. <laughs> I don't like, what do you mean by that? I mean, like, if anybody's fit for starting a business out of most of our friends, you're definitely one of the one of the few that could do it. But at the same time, you have absolutely no interest <laughs> yeah. in doing it. So it's yeah. like, it doesn't necessarily matter. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if I have to grind something, I will. So I feel like I'm pretty capable of doing most things just because of that aspect. Like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes if I really set my mind on something. And I feel like that's what our, a lot of our friends are in. I feel like yeah. a lot of our friends want to start businesses and I think it's cool. Oh, totally. See, we'll probably have a bunch of multimillionaire friends in no time. That'd but, be very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think that's what, yeah, all our friends are. They're all really hardworking and capable mm-hmm. of anything, including yourself. Thank I you. It's I awesome. appreciate that. Yeah. That's what I'm doing this for. Yeah. yeah why did you start about. the podcast? I haven't really talked to you about your podcast. Yeah, that's a good question. You're the yeah. first person to ever ask me that question. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were being sarcastic. No, I'm dead serious. You're the yeah. first person. Why to did ask you me. start it? What? It, what's your goals? Um, no, that's a good question. So, a few months back, so I I love listening to podcasts anyway. Like, for my current job, uh, Green Tech, I will drive. I drive every day, mm. like 45 minutes to an hour there, and 45 minutes to an hour back. Is that the solar company? Mm-hmm. And. Um, and so I listen to a lot of podcasts because I'm not super like able to just look up new music and I kind of get sick of music really quick. I don't listen to music really. Yeah. It's so weird because yeah. you and I were super into music and like yeah. in school, but not yeah. anymore. But, uh, yeah. but no, I was like really listening to podcasts and I was like, I, I want to do this. This sounds so much fun. Like why not give it a shot, you know, build something or do a podcast. Like all the people that I listen to, this is probably their actual like career and so, yeah, you got to start building it on your own, right? And yeah. I think I had kind of like dabbled around with the idea a little bit, thought a little bit about it in my brain and was just kind of like, I, I could do it, but I don't know. It's like a lot of work that I don't really know exactly how I would even go about doing it. It's kind of always a dream. Um, and then I kind of was like getting closer to doing it. I remember asking everybody in Grease Gang, like if I had a podcast, would anybody even listen? And a couple of people were like, yeah, totally. Like I think yeah. you and Will. And then specifically, I think the thing that got me going was one time we were at your house in your backyard, like oh, yeah. cornhole or something. And I was talking to Will, uh, shouts out to Will Durant, but he, uh, he said something like, no, I think you'd be really good for a podcast. You're a really good conversationalist. Yeah. I agree. And then since him having him tell me that I've had like eight or nine other people tell me the same thing. Really? That's and awesome. so I was like, all right, I may as well do it. Like if people think that I'm an okay conversationalist then I feel like I'm kind of built for this. So why not? Let's do it. That's awesome. So do you feel like, um, you've learned something like over each podcast you've done so far? I have. Yeah. And is that something you focus on? Yeah, I think so. I, one thing too is when I share the podcast with people every single time, I'm like, you don't have to listen to it. Like don't (laughs) feel obligated by any means to listen to it. If you do listen to it, though, I would love feedback. Mm. And, like, sometimes people are like, do you just want positive feedback? Are you looking for, like, critical feedback? Like, my buddy Caleb had told me that. And I was like, critical feedback. Like, give me anything you can. Like, I want to make this as good as I can. Um, And after the episode with Drake, too, um, I had been sitting on those first three episodes for, like, four months. Drake was your third episode, right? He was my third episode, yeah. Um, And I was just like, I need it. Having ADHD, I don't know if you feel the same way or if you even have ADHD. I think I, like I do. You, I think I've you do. I've never talked to a doctor about it, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. certain you do. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, there's something about like, if it's not perfect, sometimes you get into analysis paralysis and yeah. you just like, I can't, I couldn't release them because I couldn't edit them. Mm. You know what I mean? Until finally I like, I reached out to my brother who designed like the, the thumbnail for it, which is super unoriginal. I love it. It's just oh, a yeah. red background, white lettering yeah. in Helvetica. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah, I think it fits your type, like your name as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
and then I just decided to like not edit them all, edit them at all, and just release them because if if I take that first step, then the rest of it kind of pushes me into making it happen. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. Yeah, so episode four on are going to be edited finally, um, and then yeah, we'll see how it goes from there. Do you listen to Lex Friedman podcast at all? I don't. I'm very familiar with who he, who he is. I follow him on Instagram, but I don't listen to his podcast. Really? Why do you follow him on Instagram but not listen to his podcast? Uh, he's just That's an interesting, interesting. dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's very interesting. I'm just surprised, like, I feel like, yeah, that's just interesting. You don't listen to his podcast, but you follow his Instagram. I don't yeah. know why. Because his podcast is obviously, like, way bigger to his life than his Instagram. Oh, is, yeah. You know? For sure. But he just had um, Mr. Beast on. I saw that. It's whatever, but... Um, I mean, Mr. Beast, you can't deny, it, has built one of the most, like, the best content creation things of all time. And I feel like he had some really good um, points of discussion on building, like, um, from the ground up, whether really for any business, but especially for, like, content-based business. And mm-hmm. um, that was a big thing he talked about was, like, make 100 videos before you ever even expect anything out of it. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's going to be a grind, but, like, if you really just like try to learn something after each each episode or each video, like I, I think you can grow and eventually grow exponentially, like way way fast. So I think that's cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't know. I I've never been on a podcast, obviously. Just you're simple, killing it, simple old Colby. But like, yeah, it's pretty uh pretty interesting. I think it's cool that you just like jumped out and did it. That's part of like why I, I like wanted to bail multiple times this morning and be like, no, really? I'm way too anxious. I can't do this. Um, but I was like, you know what? Like, I'll just do it. We'll just push for it and it'll be whatever. But Dude, you know what's um, funny about that though? Like, I also get that like weird anxiety of like, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And on Tuesday, I really wasn't feeling great, but I was definitely able to do it. Yeah, like, I was definitely like, good uh, enough. And so I was like, to- uh, I'm going to have to bail. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I feel that 100%. Yeah, that's how I, exactly how I am, bro. But, like, I feel like <clears throat> I almost never regret something that I end up doing. So yeah. It's like, uh, well, whatever. Might as well just go do it. See, how, see, what, see what a podcast is like, you know? Yeah, man. How do you think, what do you think of so far? We're better than doing it with, like, one of my best friends all time. So I appreciate that. Um, dude, it's been fun. I feel like, I, like I've taken Adderall twice in my life. Yeah, and when I've taken Adderall, I just don't shut up. <laughs> I feel like that's how I am right now. It's like interesting. I haven't been in this state of mind where I just like don't shut up or like I just want to talk, talk, talk. Mm-hmm. Um, except for when I've taken Adderall, so that it, it just feels like I'm on Adderall. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> High on life, baby. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's interesting. For the listeners at home, by the way, that don't know, Colby was the best man at my wedding. We are Sh- we are very very good friends. Hell yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I I feel like the podcast is interesting. How long have we been friends for? We've been friends. I've known who you are. Since we're like seven or since, something. Yeah, like seven or eight years old or something like that. When like did you? Really long. Did you? So you didn't live in Highland next to like me originally, right? I. That's your second house that you lived at. No, I. So when I was born, uh, we lived in a house like way down the street, kind of by the church that you used to go to. Um. And then three months after I was born, we moved into the house that my parents lived at when I met you. Oh, really? Or that my dad lived lived there like always. Yeah, always. Dang. And so I knew like Nate and Logan and Caden like my entire life. Um, Our fire ended. Wow, it means we're in an hour. Um, That went by fast. It does go fast. But anyway, I had lived like super close to you the entire time. Um, So that's why I had known who you are. But we hadn't actually started hanging out until like eighth grade. Yeah. I always, like, try to think about back on, like, my childhood, and I just don't remember that much stuff, and it, like, kind of sucks, but <laughs> it's, like, also, like, maybe a good thing. I don't know. Do you feel... Know. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, do you feel that, like, you can car- compartmentalize, like, weird bits of information? Like, mm-hmm. like you'll know example. a lot about certain things, and then just, like, latch onto that information. No, and I just you know think it. my memory, long-term memory, is so bad. Really? Like, absolutely atrocious, yeah. Like, Interesting. Like, I was, I don't know why, but on my way over here, um, definitely not going to say names, but I was trying to think of, like, I, I drove past a sign from that had a relation to one of my exes from a long time ago. Okay. I couldn't even remember how I met one of my exes that I did for, like, three months. Really? I was like, how did I even meet that person? Like, yeah, there's so many things. I just have no clue. Interesting. I'd be curious to know who this ex was, but. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I'll talk to you later. 
that's a post a postcast yeah, kind of po- thing. Postcast conversation. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's all good though. Well, hey man, I appreciate you coming on. We hit an hour. That's probably the rule of thumb. If you want to go longer, we can. But normally, like this is just no, good. That's you know fine. I mean? That's pretty great. palatable for most people. So okay, cool. Yeah, dude. Thanks for coming on. Thanks and for having me on. Thanks everybody for listening. Join us next time.